Now, the COP28 climate meeting is underway in Dubai, where conversations will focus on four cross-cutting themes, namely technology and innovation, inclusion, finance and finance, and frontline communities in an effort to cut uh, uh, speed up to the global decarbonization rate. Now, with Africa only responsible for 4% of global emissions, where does Africa fit into this? Chantal van der Weyte, who's PwC Associate Director for Sustainability and Climate Change, joins us with more insights. Chantal, thank you for your time and a good afternoon to you. Afternoon. All right, so let's uh, maybe go uh, to COP28. Perhaps it's important to uh, start off by speaking about what is important now that we have uh, this uh, big conference in its 28th year. Uh, in your mind, what are the most urgent uh, things that need to be discussed and, uh, you know, probably hashed out? Great. So this year's COP is milestone because it is the conclusion of our first global stock tech, which is an accountability exercise to assess how every party is collectively making progress on meeting the goals of the Paris Agreement. And it informs the next round of nationally determined contributions to the Paris Agreement and to enhance our international cooperation. Uh, but the key findings are that the world is not on track. So there's a lot to focus on about how do we scale action. Let's talk about that. What is causing these delays, Chantal? I'm wondering if it's possible that globally we may have underestimated uh, the time, the effort and the resources uh, that would go into a transition like the one we're all trying to undertake. Agree. It's a major pace of change needed year on year. And our research annually is showing that we are now sitting at um, needing to to decarbonize at a rate of 17.2% up to 2050 if we're actually going to limit global warming to the 1.5 degree global average that we need. So it's a really huge, complex undertaking. We have many, many uh, nations um, at the table, each with their own stakeholders, their own needs and agendas, and, and finding um, a way to win um, across the areas you mentioned for technology and innovation, inclusion, finance, and of course then helping the communities um, like those in South Africa that are most affected um, and already vulnerable. Chantal, we know that uh, I think science is pretty much uh, caught up to where uh, we need to be. What's not catching up uh, quite uh, at the pace in my mind also is the issue of finance. Let's unpack the issue of finance uh, and even uh, how precarious the finance issue is for Africa specifically. Um, we know that last week also there was a development around loss and damages and the funds. Uh, I'm wondering if you could also touch on that one. Happy to. Uh, so I think we need to think about our climate change response in multiple ways. The first being around mitigation. So what do we need to do to um, finance our just transition, to think through the equity and the historical responsibility, but then scale the efforts, um, particularly into uh, developing countries and make sure that we are reducing our global um, absolute emissions. We then have the lens of adaptation. So we need to think around the framework for a global goal on that adaptation. We need to think about how do we double adaptation financing and also then set those high-level targets and key indicators to make sure that we're adapting to the impact we are already feeling because of climate change impact. And then lastly, loss and damage. And you mentioned there have been some very positive movements on loss and damage. Um, and um, agreeing the way in which that fund will be set up. 
And so I'm, I'm still watching the space on loss and damage to look at um, how we can finance new finance. So not that link to mitigation or adaptation, but how do we have new finance to deal with um, loss and damage and, and those affected most by, by climate change. Of course, one of the issues that a loss and damage are important to the African continent is what we've seen with the post-COVID-19 economies on the continent, uh, Chantal. A lot of economies on the African continent are in debt distress. Uh, we're seeing lots of uh, bilateral uh, you know, agreements coming through for them. Uh, balancing climate finance and this reality, that is a rather tricky one uh, for uh, the African continent. It would be tricky uh, for any government, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and so I think if I could give you the answer to that, I would be um, a very rich lady. Um, but if I could point you to, to one part of the picture, which is around climate tech um, and looking at financing of climate tech, um, I think we have an estimate for Africa. We need an annual investment of around US dollar 280 billion between 2020 and 2050 to mitigate the most significant impacts of climate change and to align ourselves to Paris-aligned climate targets. Um, and we know that the current climate finance for this is substantially lower, um, just about US dollar 30 billion. So I think that's definitely an area that we need to, to keep a, an eye on and to be pushing for. I'm keen to also get your thoughts on geopolitics and how they may uh, play into the issues of climate change. We are seeing a more fractured and fragmented world. Uh, Chantal, speak to us about this aspect and how it does tie into where we are trying to go in terms of a greener planet. Absolutely. So I think we are all very well aware of our um, social inclusivity and, and the need for social cohesion and how very quickly um, that can be destabilized um, in a community that is already stressed or society that is already stressed. Um, so we are very, very um, focused on that um, as a PwC team, looking at the increased risk, for example, in global supply chains and, and the dependencies on critical resources, as well as in thinking through from a, a business and community perspective, how do we strengthen our local solutions and make sure that everybody is benefiting from the finance that we do receive. Um, so while we're scaling up, we're also thinking about how we can deal with building up our youth, thinking through how do we make sure we benefit women, children, previously disadvantaged communities, um, and make sure that we structure our solutions in a way that deals with the real issues on the ground, like food security, clean water, access to sanitation. We need to think of it in a um, combined or inclusive way um, in order to solve for this well. We'll be watching this one very closely. Uh, literally, our lives depend on it. So thank you so much uh, for your time this afternoon. That was PwC Africa Sustainability Leader. Uh, that is Chantal van der Vaart.